When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The following is a Learfield presentation of the Virginia Tech Sports Network. This is your inside source to Hokie Sports. The Hokie Sports Insider, presented by Phillips Real Estate. Time to catch up on everything happening in Hokie Nation with your host, Evan Hughes. Hello, Tech fans, and welcome in Season 2, Episode 22 of the Hokie Sports Insider Podcast. Great to have you with us wherever and however you are listening. Today's episode available on Thursday, February 9th. Whether you're tuning in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Hokiesports.com. We have had a ton of great episodes this year. This one near the top, one of my favorites. Not one, but two Virginia Tech head coaches. Join the show as crossover season is here. We'll tell you about who those two coaches are, plus get you up to speed with a couple of sports, what's going on inside of Virginia Tech Athletics in just a moment. But first, a word from our friends over at Phillips Real Estate. If you are looking to buy or sell a home in Blacksburg or anywhere in the NRV or Roanoke area, we can help. Call Phillips Real Estate today. The number is 540-346-4552. Again, 540-346-4552. Give Phillips Real Estate a call today. Two people that are excited to lead their squads in the 2023 season that begin this week. Virginia Tech lacrosse head coach Kristen Skyra joins the show. And then a little bit later, the head coach of Virginia Tech softball, Pete DeMore, stops by to get you set for the Hokies softball and Hokies lacrosse season that, again, begin this week. We'll talk a little bit about them a little bit later, but first want to get you up to date on what's going on inside of Virginia Tech Athletics, and let's start with 11th ranked Virginia Tech. If you haven't heard, the Hokies went to Reynolds Coliseum playing on Big Monday, national television, and knocked off the three-time defending ACC champions 73-61 behind a career-high 27 points from Georgia Amor, 25 points, 14 rebounds from the reigning ACC Player of the Year, Liz Kitley, and Kayla King also was in double figures with 10 points. The Hokies were terrific against a really good NC State squad, not only offensively but defensively, a complete game for Virginia Tech, and they get a win. They've now won six of their last seven, and Monday began a stretch of five consecutive games against teams ranked inside of the AP Top 25. Up next for Kenny Brooks' squad, Florida State, ranked 19th in the country, comes to Blacksburg on Sunday with a 2 o'clock tip-off time. Virginia Tech Wrestling beat Duke 44-0, a huge win over the Blue Devils last Friday, and now turn their attention to a huge duel this weekend in Chapel Hill against North Carolina. That's at 7 o'clock on the ACC Network Extra. Both teams with a loss to Pittsburgh on the year. Very important to get another win. Hokies trying to win another ACC dual meet regular season championship. 
Hokie softball opens its season tonight on Thursday, February 9th. That's a change in the initial schedule due to weather, uh, potentially a little bit of rain uh, in the forecast. There's a potential for it a little bit later in the weekend. So Tech will play tonight. Uh, they've got great competition this weekend in East Carolina, Purdue, Fort Wayne, and UNCW. You can get great tweet updates on Twitter at Hokie Softball. Virginia Tech lacrosse opening its season at VCU on Saturday at 1 o'clock in the 8.04. So a great chance for Richmond Hokies to go out and see the Hokies compete. Last year, the Hokies beat the Rams 17-9 at Thompson Field. And then next week, hard to believe, Virginia Tech baseball opens its season at the College of Charleston. We'll have you covered on next week's Hokie Sports Insider with a full baseball preview. Again, so excited about two of my favorite people to interview in all of Hokie Nation. Second year lacrosse head coach Kristen Skyra, who's done a remarkable job. Last year, so many highlights. The win over JMU, the first time in program history. The win over Notre Dame. Just such a fun person to be around. I think you're going to really enjoy the 30 minutes we spent getting you prepared for lacrosse season. And a little bit later, my fifth year of chatting with head coach Pete Demore. Such a fun person. We've got a fun segment planned for the end of the episode with Coach but we go through the infield, the outfield, the pitching. Again, a complete preview of Virginia Tech softball and lacrosse on today's show. Step aside for a break. We've got a lot to get to. Season 2, Episode 22 of the Hokie Sports Insider Podcast. Coach Kristen Skyra joins us next after this timeout on the Hokie Sports Insider Podcast presented by Phillips Real Estate. You're on the inside. More Hokie Sports Insider is next. There isn't a better feeling than coming back home to Blacksburg to cheer the Hokies on to victory. As local real estate experts and VT alum, nobody appreciates that more than the folks over at Phillips Real Estate. If you're looking to buy or sell a home in Blacksburg or anywhere in the NRV or Roanoke area, we can help. We can't wait to cheer on Coach Young's and Coach Brooks' squads this winter. Call Phillips Real Estate today at 540-346-4552. And go Hokies! When you support Main Street Pharmacy, you also support your Virginia Tech Hokies. Main Street Pharmacy is locally owned in Blacksburg by a proud Hokie alum. We have quick, superior service, we save people money, and we have free delivery to the Virginia Tech campus, Blacksburg, and Christiansburg. Our patients are our family, and we invite you to join us today. Transferring prescriptions is easy. Visit msblacksburg.com or call us at 540-605-7721 and we'll take care of everything. Main Street Pharmacy. We treat you like a neighbor, not a number. Time for the Phillips Real Estate Athlete of the Week. If you're looking to buy or sell a home in Blacksburg or anywhere in the NRV or Roanoke area, give Dave and his team a call at 540-346-4552. Once again, here's Evan Hughes. Hokie Sports Insider Podcast continues on, and what a great way to kick off spring sports season here on the Hokie Sports Insider. A little bit later, we'll be joined by the head softball coach, Pete Demore, but leading us off on the show, the head lacrosse head coach, Kristen Skyver, joining us. Coach, it's great to see you. Happy uh, game week to Thanks. you guys. Thanks. It's here. Yeah, fresh out of our first scouting report of the season, so it's real. I mean, does it? Does every year, does it fly by a little bit quicker, the preseason? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Like... We our staff keeps commenting like we feel like we just just walked off the field of our last spring game with that crew. Right. You know, we're like, where did the time go? I mean, technically, fall is a long time, um, and there's a lot of build up to this point. But yeah, you kind of are in disbelief every season um, how quickly the time flies by. How excited are you for the season, and and what excites you about this group, not only on the field but off the field, what they yeah. bring to the table? Well, for starters, I think the most exciting thing about the season is just to go against somebody else. I mean, we are just so tired. We've been going against, I mean, we have a few, we had the luxury of playing a few scrimmages against outside competition in the fall, but we have just been battling each other. And so I think the most exciting thing of the first game of the year is just, let's just see what we got. You know, it's just that the, the concept of like not knowing, you know, like what our outcome is going to be this year, what type of team we're going to be. I mean, I always just say you have to start somewhere. So I think the beauty of the first game, you know, all the players are probably nervous and have all that anxious excitement. But for us as a staff and for me as a coach, it's just like, whatever happens is going to happen, but we just got to, you just got to start somewhere, right? Sure. You have to have a starting point. So I think that's what we're excited for is just to, you know, kind of battle against another 
opponent and see how we respond and see what lessons we've learned in the off season in the fall that are going to apply and carry us through this season. So I think that's really exciting. Um, on top of that, I mean, off the field, I mean, I feel like that's our team really shines. I mean, they have so much personality and um, hands down, they're just a really easy, fun loving group to be around. So the thought of going on the road for the first time this weekend, I mean, it's just really exciting. We know we're going to have a lot of fun yeah. with this group and um, we already have strong relationships with them. And just to see that flourish and, and, you know, a big part of the season is just, it's a journey and we need to make sure we have fun while we're doing and doing this and working really hard. So I know we're going to have a lot of fun this season. So we're excited. And I'll talk about it. We'll talk about a couple of minutes of things you guys have done in the off season, the team building, which mm-hmm. I'm excited to get your thoughts on. But one question on last year, mm-hmm. your first year in Blacksburg, yeah. went over JMU, but went over Notre Dame. Yeah. So many highlights from last year, yeah. moving to Blacksburg. All, now that you've had one year, when you look back on it, how, how would you describe year one in Blacksburg it for was, you? I mean, yeah, I told our families, our players, our um, parents at the end of the season, um, I was like, honestly, this was hands down. It could have been one of the most stressful years of my life. So many news, you know, new baby, I had a right. baby. And then a week later, I flew down to Jacksonville for our first game of the season. And so new house, new baby, new job, so many new things. And um, although it could have been really stressful and been a, an interesting year for me personally, it ended up being one of my favorite favorite years. And it was just a true testament to the quality of young women that we had on the team. And they were like sponges and just eager and certainly knocking off some of those first, like beating JMU um, and having that great win against Notre Dame. Um, even, you know, taking my alma mater, Duke, down to the wire and having it be a one-goal game. Those were some really memorable games. And just to, honestly, I think my favorite part of it was to be a part of it with last year's seniors, you know, that graduated yeah. in particular, our two fifth years last year, Sarah Lubno and um, Morgan Berman. Like, just being able to be a part of those experiences with them and seeing how proud they were and to get those opportunities in their senior and the final senior seasons that those were some of my favorite moments so it was it was honestly one of the most enjoyable um years of my life I, I love Blacksburg just how welcoming it is and just the energy around here I mean my husband and I and our family like we couldn't be more happy to be here that's awesome to yeah. hear that and you bring up um those two and I wanted to bring that up because it's funny when I when I talk to coach Brooks in year seven with mm-hmm. women's basketball he always talks about that first year here mm-hmm. those players taught him what what it meant to be a hokey is mm-hmm. what he always says mm-hmm. so those two that senior class I mean what what did that group mean to you and your family in year one? Yeah. I mean, gosh, I just think, well, A, I really admire that group's dedication. I mean, they've been through a lot. They've went through a coaching change. They went through COVID. I mean, being an upperclassman right. during COVID, I mean, that just sounds terrible, you know, um, just the the situations you had to navigate. And so I think they have really um, been through a lot. I think So I think more and, and to go through all those experiences and not be jaded, but to give us as a new staff their all and to really let their guard down and let us know them as people, like learn them as people in such a short amount of time. Sure. I mean, I love the heck out of those kids. And I can't believe that we forged such close relationships in a short amount of time and a busy amount of time. You know, we're settling in, we're doing this, we're doing, we're trying to learn the team, trying to learn the lay of the land here and so I just have like a ton of gratitude for that class for making the transition for me personally and professionally really easy um I I owe them a lot and um I love that we have that connection you know when I got to we returned all but one from last year's graduating class to come back to our alumni event that we held this November and just to see them again and see the excitement you know that revamped excitement they had for the program and the relationships we were able to forge with them I mean we had a ball during alumni weekend so it means a lot all right so you look at this season i want to get your thoughts on the schedule because you look at it wow Mm -hmm. i mean obviously acc so good but you nine of your opponents on the slate made the ncaa tournament last Mm -hmm. year two of course bc and north carolina played for a national championship (laughs) last year what a what a great schedule and just wanted to get your thoughts i mean all the opportunities you guys are going to have to go up against really good competition yeah, I mean, it's a grind. I mean, this year for women's across the, the ACC has expanded to 10 teams. So, uh, you know, we were just eight teams t- two years ago. Now we're up to 10 teams. That's so great. We've got nine conference games. We have no bye weeks. So uh, I guess it's like, what, two weeks from now we'll be playing UNC, you know, um, in, the, in our first ACC game of the year out here on Thompson. And so from February through, um, you know, the end of April, we have an ACC game each week. And so it's a grind, you know, when you think about trying to schedule out non-conference around that, you know, knowing that most weeks within the ACC, you're going to be playing a top 10, top two, top 20 team. Um, you know, it's definitely challenging to kind of get the right mix of teams on your schedule. Obviously, um, 
all of us want to be above 500 as we head into the ACC tournament so that we at least got a crack at the NCAA tournament, right. you know, with our requirement being you have to be over 500 in order to be eligible for the tournament. And so that's the end goal. I think when all of us ACC ACC teams look at our schedules. We're trying to schedule tr- with that in mind. You know, we got to be over 500. So many ACC teams last year, you know, were under 500 and had to make these runs in the ACC tournament, like UVA and Notre Dame. I mean, they were almost disqualified from the NCAA tournament right. because they didn't even reach that reach that mark. And so it's it's a grind out there, but we're certainly excited by it. And I feel like for us and any ACC team, you know, if you get in the NCAA tournament you got a shot at going all the way to the end, you know, and that's exciting because of the rigor of the last three months, you've gone up against the best of the best and all of us would be prepared to make a run for the title. And so I think that's the exciting thing, but it's just got to get there. Going back to when you were a standout player at Duke and we just talked about the new teams that are in the conference. Mm -hmm. That's an easy answer, but how similar, how different is the conference from when you played to right now in February of 2023? I would say it's more similar than anything in that. I mean, it's just, it's the best conference in, in, in lacrosse. And, um, you know, you're, it's, it's just these amazing rivalries that build over time, you know, and, um, and so in, it's way more similar, you know, than different. I know new teams have been added, uh, have been added and geographically it looks a little different with the flights you have to take. Yeah. And, you know, obviously when I played one of our biggest rivalries was Maryland and as a Maryland resident, I love that. Um, so it, the landscape looks a little different geographically and with regards to teams, but the fact that we all, um, recruit from the same pool, you know, the best, the best of the best players we want to come to our institution and then we get to battle it out, um, in regular season and in the postseason. I mean, it's the best. I love motivational speakers. I love watching TED Talks and like getting quotes that you can have throughout a, a, a time frame. And earlier this week, you had Mike Irwin, mm-hmm. motivational speaker, yes. come and chat with the team. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about what that was like and what some of the yeah. big messages were from that? Oh my gosh, like total game changer. Like, um, so I, my, I have been wanting to work with Mike Irwin in this capacity since I arrived to Army. So, I mean, that was, um, uh, almost 10 years ago, right? Um, and when I had just gotten to Army, he was, he was an instructor there. He's a, he was a lieutenant colonel. He still is lieutenant colonel in the Army. But right when I got there, he had left and, uh, for his, um, next station. And then he ended up starting Team Red, White, and Blue and all that stuff. So he's been on my bucket list and he's really just taken off and, um, with his messaging and the things he's doing doing globally and around our country. And so um, it was amazing. And really, he we, he was so gracious with his time. He took an hour and he worked with um, our, our leadership group on the team. And he really kind of dug into relationships and accountability and, and leadership stuff. And then quite possibly, um, the most important part was the next hour, he met with our entire team. And it was on cultivating a resilient mindset, which um, it's no, it goes as no surprise to our team that I feel that resiliency is quite possibly the most important thing skill that they will take away from this division one athletic student athletic experience is just cultivating that resiliency that will last them a lifetime. And so he spoke really on like, um, the 10, 10 thoughts on a resilient mindset. And it was just, you know, sometimes it just takes an outside voice for these things to yeah. really resonate. And, um, he makes it simple, but like applicable. And I honestly feel so lucky that we were able to bring him in. Cause I think that these nuggets of information and stories he shared with the team, I mean, it truly will last them a lifetime. It'll be things that they can always come back to. And for us as a team, it gives us those touch touching points to come back to as we go through the season and undoubtedly have faced, you know, adversity big and small over the next few months. I, I, I love re- the word resilience. Mm-hmm. It's such a great word in the face of adversity. How do you resp- mm-hmm. respond? That's, that's in life in general, mm-hmm. right? Let alone sports. So I, I love that. There's a great video that was put out on Hokies Lacks on Twitter and social. I invite yeah. everybody to go watch that. Yeah. Um, and then how about this too? A couple of weeks ago, you guys took a weekend retreat. It looked like mm-hmm. to Massanutten. Yeah. Great place in Virginia, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure, listen, while practice is important in the off season, Building that chemistry has to be just important. What, what was that time like as the whole team getting to come together that weekend? It was amazing. I mean, to have three days together. We did three days, two nights in this massive, like, mansion estate in the mountains. And um, it's just, and, you know, the girls had to keep their phones in their rooms, and we really weren't in our rooms much. So just ha- to have that uninterrupted time to just plug into one another and connect before these next few months, I honestly, I feel, again, I feel so fortunate that we were, we were supported and were able to take this trip. Um, 
Um, and it was fun. I mean, not only did like each class cook the cook meals, was in charge of a meal, so that was fun. You know, That's they had super. To, yeah. What were some of the recipes? Oh gosh. So it was our was it our seniors kicked it off the first night with an Italian dinner. They literally had like three different types of pasta, three different sauces. It was awesome. Um, gosh, what else? I mean, we had amazing breakfast, like just like the most gourmet spreads, you know. Um, and so the the classes each did a great job cooking the meals. Like I, it, they went above and beyond. That's awesome. Um, and so I was super impressed. Um, you know, with the luxury of going to the performance center here and all the amazing dining halls, I kind of like you know I set the bar low for what they were able to do in the kitchen, but that was not fair um, because they were really good cooks. But so that was awesome. I mean, we went cosmic tubing at night, like like you know it was like dark. It's like 9 p.m. at night. We're on the hill in Massanutten. There's lights everywhere. There's music. We're like yeah. flying down the mountain on these tubes. I mean, that was really fun. But it was really just that time together, like in the house, um, where they could forge you know deeper relationships you know, spend time with people that maybe they don't just run into as much on a daily basis. Um, and we were strategic too. We had, you know, like three kind of breakout sessions where we tried to tackle things, um, whether it be communication, whether it was kind of going through adverse, you know, scenarios that we undoubtedly will face over the next few months and kind of talking through and there was role play too, like how we're going to get through these moments. So it was, it was amazing. Yeah. Well, that that's so cool, and uh, I love that. Mastodon's so fun, and that's a great place to go for a retreat. It so. was really awesome. Um, and, and speaking of a couple of weeks ago, uh, you announced your captains for mm-hmm. this year. Jordan mm-hmm. Tilly, Lizzie Lore, Hannah Mardinay, Mary Griffin, Grace New. I know it's five of them, mm-hmm. but can you touch on the significance of just them and, and what makes them such great leaders on yeah. your team going into this year? I mean, there's five because, like, they're just undeniably, like, like great leaders, you know, it's hard to, um, it, you know, we started out with, um, Mary and Jordan were our captains heading into the fall. And I knew that we had uh, these three other leaders that were highly respected on our team. And I sat down with them in the fall and they each, you know, I call it a fatal flaw, even it's not a fatal flaw, but they each had like one area where like, in order to kind of elevate them into a formal role, I felt they really needed to dig in in the off season and, and become more comfortable doing some things. And I was so pleased with kind of how they grew in their leadership roles and, um, in the off season that we felt so confident like it was the right thing to do to give them these formal titles and help empower them in that way. And so I think when you look at that group, I mean, it just covers all the bases, you know, um, they all have a different sets of, um, experiences, you know, some have been through some really tough times, family wise, tough times, injury wise, you know, Grace New has a torn ACL right now, you know? And so, um, they all kind of encompass a lot of different scenarios. I feel like they have a large reach on the team, um, from my perspective. And the most important thing for me as the head coach is to trust them implicitly. And when I look at the character of these five individuals, it's, uh, you know, I, I can't imagine a better group to work with and to be able to trust with, you know, sensitive topics and conversations and um, they need to give me honest feedback and have an honest pulse on the team and so just honestly a great group and I think anybody around campus that has ever interfaced with any of the five of them could not argue that in terms of quality of human they are all at the top and so in terms of being ambassadors for our program and our university I think in that aspect like you know they couldn't be denied that opportunity because they're just amazing people. So well said. And congrats to all of them. Um, and uh, it's going to be such a special year for you guys. And there's so many players. I wish we had a full hour here. I want to highlight just a couple yeah. players going in. And uh, I, f- I feel like I've got to start after the unbelievable freshman year that Olivia Vergano mm-hmm. put together for you, uh, scoring 40 goals, part of the ACC All-Freshman team last year. I think could have been a little bit higher on those postseason uh, accolades from last year. But how's her offseason been? And, and just what excites you about year two of Olivia Vergano yeah. with the Hokies? Yeah, I mean, I just think there's nobody that has bigger expectations for Olivia than herself, you know, and that's the thing that drives her and makes her great, a great competitor. Um, but I think that's also going to be her biggest challenge, you know, is like, she will not settle. She just wants to get, keep getting better and better and better at such an enormous rate. And I do think she's still young, right. And she's still got to find, you know, our opponents are going to be keying in on her. You know, she's one of our most high profile returners from last year. And so for her to find ways to continue to be dangerous out there, even though she may be drawing a lot of attention from our opponents, attracting the toughest matchups. Um, I think that's going to be her challenge this year. And that's our challenge as a staff too, right. Is to make sure that she's 
versatile enough um, and that she's incorporated into the offense um, really well and just has a lot of ways to exploit the defense out there. And so, but really the main, the main thing we love about Liv is that he just, in, in terms of a competitor, she doesn't have an off switch and I gravitate immensely towards those type sure. of players and we rely on her that um, she just doesn't have an off switch in practice, you know, and just in life and she wants to do everything to the best of her ability and keep growing. So I do love that mindset. A couple of uh, big scores you get back from last year. I believe they were both in the top four, top five in scoring. Uh, Whitney Liebler, mm-hmm. Paige Tyson. Uh, Paige being a senior, Whit's been in the program a couple of years now. Just how important are they from a goal-scoring perspective, what they do offensively? Yeah, I mean, they're huge. I mean, um, we're super lucky that we have these upperclassmen. You have Whitney, who's a junior. We have Paige Tyson, who's a senior. Um, we have Hannah Martinet. Mm-hmm. They saw significant time last year and even years prior, right, to our arrival here. And they've just been our really, like, steady eddies, you know. Um, steady eddies is pretty season um they we know what they do and they do it well and they do it well consistently and i think all three of them will be more productive in terms of scoring um than they even were last year and so i think that's exciting they've all grown their games um become a little bit more edgy you know what i mean and really kind of perfected their craft in different ways out there so um hands down they will they will have more offensive production even than they've had in the past which is exciting yeah no, no it really is and you brought up hannah martinet and this is her second off season with you guys mm-hmm. after a great career at Florida coming mm-hmm. in. I'm sure that has to make a difference, right? Year one, you're probably uh, the expression drinking with a fire hose, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Having another year, another off season has got to be very valuable for her. Yeah. She had a great, a great fall. I mean, totally, you know, multidimensional. Like you mentioned, she came in last year was her first year in a hokey uniform. She's trying to just get the hang of things, you know, kind of know, you know, the lay of the land and kind of get to know her teammates. So, um, you know, this fall she just grew immensely and, uh, was kind of starting to transition out of the roles that she was asked to do at Florida, but, and into the roles that we were asking her to do here and really like grab them by the horns. And so, um, yeah, she's another player who's super exciting to watch and she's just, uh, you know, grown her game, um, a lot this off season. What makes Jordan Tilly so tough on the defensive end? She's just so dang reliable. I mean, like, you know, usually when you, like, you know, um, like sometimes steady Eddie, just dependable. Sometimes that has, like, a boring connotation to it. But it is what makes Jordan Tilly great you know um she is just always she's just so good and it and i sometimes i hate i hate it for her cause she makes it look so easy and so i think people underestimate how good she is because she does things so effortlessly and she's so consistent um you know her game is flashy because she's an unbelievable like takeaway defender but she makes it look easy so i think people don't even understand how good she is i mean we are so lucky that jordan tilly has been in a hokey uniform for five years um because she does it uh, she's one of the best defenders i have ever worked with um and she doesn't get any credit but it doesn't deter her from doing her job really well and so i think um she she, she's taking more risks this year, which she can do. She's got, she's just like, you know, a freaking nature, nature in terms of um, her athleticism. And so um, she'll draw big matchups, but and you know, she, she has great takeaway checks, but she also clears the ball for us and she can handle the ball like an offensive player. Um, so she's just amazing. We're so lucky to have her. I was doing my prep for this interview and I couldn't believe it. I was like, Jordan Tilly, she's back. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize. Yeah. Another, I mean, she's, I feel like she's been here for so long. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, tons of experience. So well said about her. Uh, and how about this? I just want to give you an opportunity. I know you've got some new faces, a talented freshman class yeah. that's come in. Anybody that we're not talking about in the preseason that deserves some love going into the year. Yeah. Well, what's crazy is in this era of, you know, our, some of our toughest opponents, you know, basically being fifth year heavy, we've got freshmen and some of the most important roles on the field, which is awesome for the future. A little scary now because they're going to have to learn a lot of lessons and work through some stuff. And it's not always going to be pretty, but you look at, honestly, the two most important positions on the field um, for us, our draw taker will be a freshman to start off the season and our starting goalie right now is a freshman. Those are the two most specific, important, sure. uh, you know, possession, momentum gaining positions in our sport. And they will be filled with Jocelyn Torres will be our starting goalie on Saturday. Um, and then, um, you know, uh, Sarah Gresham will be uh, the freshman that takes a draw for us to start the game on Saturday. And so that's amazing and scary, but exciting for mm-hmm. them. Um, and then we're going to have two freshmen in the midfield, which again, they're playing both sides of the ball. They need to be very proficient and confident and 
in all aspects of the game. And we've got two of them in the midfield. So, I mean, it's awesome. And, it, you know, our freshman class has, has really added a significant value to our team this year, which is awesome. And again, just a bright future. But yeah, we're going to see a lot of them out on the field. But I think that just knowing their personalities and I think they're going to handle the pressure and assimilate really quickly and, and handle it well. Uh, Jocelyn, by the way, from Glenwood, Maryland. Mm-hmm. What do you like about her? What should Hokie fans know about her as a freshman coming in? Oh, man. Well, she was one of the most highly rated goalies um, coming out of high school. Everybody, you know, she's kind of from near my hometown. And so, you know, there was a lot of talk about her and people, you know, all of my old coaches and mentors saying, you're going to be, you're so lucky that you're walking into this situation in Virginia Tech where Jocelyn's going to play for you. Um, and so, I mean, she's just the best thing. The hardest goalies to shoot against are the ones that have no weaknesses, right? So it's easy to go up against goalie where you're like, hey, you know, um, shoot, shoot, she's she's weak on her weak side or like you could shoot this shot, you know, and she'll be here. But the great thing about Jocelyn is she's just so instinctual that I don't really see um, a gap in her game. And so that's really, really exciting. And it's hard to prepare for for opponents. And so um, it, I think that that's just to see how she grows over the next four years is going to be, um, is going to be exciting, but you know, and she's also, I mean, we have what, what kind of is unfortunate is like, we have two amazing goalies that I think could both be top of the conference type goaltenders. It could be wow. the best goaltenders in the conference, but unfortunately we can only play one at a time. And so we're super fortunate that we have both Jocelyn Torres and Lily Canapel. They just are lights out goalies. And so we're super fortunate. Yeah. She's amazing. I can't wait for you guys to get going on Saturday. Hokie fans to see you guys in action. A lot of 804 Hokies, Richmond area at yep. VCU chance to come out on Saturday. Yeah. And then uh, before you know it, JMU home opener next Wednesday, right? Yeah. I mean, we're a week out. <laughs> it's week crazy. Out from, uh, yeah, I think they are ranked, I think, in the top 10 right now. So to have that matchup in the first week of the season is um, it's a great opportunity for us. Again, can't wait for everyone to come out uh, again on Saturday at VCU and then Wednesday against Jamie. Weather has been good. We were just talking about yeah. it before we went on the air. So hopefully uh, the weather stays great here in the next couple of weeks. All right, I've, I've got a couple fun questions okay, for cool. you. Okay, cool. First one I can't wait for, the tradition of scaring people around Halloween. I should have had you on around Halloween. (laughs) And for those that haven't seen on social media, Coach and the lacrosse pro, your staff, goes around, scares the players. Mm -hmm. You And I I love We had Coach Jim Thompson on last week. He got you in your office. Mm -hmm. Where did this – I know it started two years ago, your first Mm -hmm. year. How did this start? Okay, so it started when – when I was at Army, and, you know, it's a pretty stiff place, you know, right. and I honestly just was like, let's lighten the mood a little bit, and so I, like, you know, bought these random masks and started to scaring the players and this was without film the first year we didn't film them we just thought it was funny to scare them I've always thought that being scared is like I, I like being scared like I think it's just funny and like lighthearted. <laughs> and so we started doing an army lighten the mood a little bit and then we thought it was so funny that we then started planning our phones to film it and then probably by the third or fourth year then we started posting it on social media and it just gained so much traction and people thought it was so funny and so it was a tradition I mean we, we've done it for at least seven eight years now so it's really just become something starting October like we're we're just rolling it out and I was like it was funny because last year in our first year here my husband was like are you gonna get wit you know and I was like I like are you gonna get you know the football coach and I was like okay like I think this is like a little too soon like you know like we like people around here don't really know that no, this is my co- thing yet you know right. like that's too soon Kyle um and so it was like so comical that in year two of doing it here like coach Thompson like hides in my office and scares me which like huge kudos, kudos to him I think he's amazing but like he he has no idea what's going to come for him next year. Like, I told it's him not going to be as simple as like hiding in his office. Right. And so, I although I didn't get him back, I didn't have enough time to like really plan something big before the month ended because like it's a hard start and end. Like October one, fair game, and through October thirty first. Yep. But like that's it. Um, so next year he will definitely get it. It'll come back to him in space, and I'm super excited. I'm definitely going to involve Frank in you yes. know in my plan. He's going to be integral. Although he was integral in scaring me, like I'm going to loop him in so yeah. I can get his dad. That was you know. He, we, I brought it up at the end of the podcast last week, and he was like, you know, he said that he hid in your office the day before for like 40 minutes, Wait, I didn't know and that. you weren't there. So he came back. That, I mean, he probably spent a combined 90 minutes in oh. the dark in your office well, that is, waiting to get – that was dedication. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like some of the best scares, you just have to be dedicated and patient. Yeah. You know? Oh, that's uh, that's so great. I, I need that on video next year when you guys get Coach Thompson back. Oh, for I can, sure. Wow. can't wait for that. Um, how about last week, uh, National Girls and Women in Sports? Sports Day, mm-hmm. Kendall Williams, one mm-hmm. of your players, 
in-venue host, mm-hmm. was amazing. Did yes. a terrific job. Yeah. I just wanted to shout her out. She was so good. I know Bailey was so proud of her. Mm-hmm. She crushed it. Yeah, like born born for this profession. Like I was just watching her intro video on Twitter where she was kind of hyping up the game. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's not working off of a script. Like there's no ums, buts, like stuttering. Like she was so good. And it was just the intro. It was just hyping the game. I was like, I was like texting her and telling her, I was like, this is so exciting. Like you're very good at this. And then as like more of like the videos of her, like in game, like appeared, I, I was so proud. I mean, like, and that's like, I mean, that takes like courage to be oh. able to do that. I mean, it's, it's a lot of audibles and shooting from the hip and like public speaking. And I mean, it really is super admirable that she was able to do it so well. She was she was great in front of five thousand people. You've got somebody in your ear talking to you about one day. I mean, I, I was really impressed. Mm-hmm. So so was I. Shout out Kendall Williams. Definitely. How about your kids? How are they doing? Oh, they're great. Um, yeah, they're almost five. Um, for the oldest, she is. Caslin is almost five. Um, and. Uh, getting excited for like kindergarten yeah. next year. And then Lane just turned one. So it was really fun. We had a, my first rodeo themed birthday party. The whole team came over. Um, we had like pink bandanas and cowboy That's hats awesome. and all that stuff. So, um, it was fun. I, I love being able for my children to be able to celebrate these milestones with their 40 like idols on the team. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, time is, time is flying, but they're both very sassy <laughs> and it's tough. It's tough, you know, um, to have 40 daughters, you know, from, 8 to 6 p.m. and then go home to two more really sassy ones um, from 6 to 8, but it's been awesome. It's funny. We, we had Coach Thompson and Frank on at the same time last week talking about their dynamic, and, and Frank was just talking about how much it means to him to grow up always having 15 brothers, he mm-hmm. said, mm-hmm. and then now get to be on the team. Just so cool. So yeah. I'm sure for your kids growing up, they're always going to remember the yeah. players that have been around them. Yeah. So it's the best. And like, it's cool because, um, so when I was a student athlete at Duke, I was like one of the main babysitters of my coach's kids at the time. And at the time I babysat them, um, her oldest daughter, Caroline, who, who plays college across now, um, she was about like four or five years old. And when she was five, she knew the whole roster. She could tell me the number and first and last name of every player on the team. Wow. And so Caslin's kind of getting to that point now where where, you know, she's starting to learn almost all their names. And, you know, I think she's almost to that point where, like, maybe I could take her on the road for, like, a really quick trip um, and kind of, like, immerse her in that way. But it is, it's is—it's really exciting as they get older to just form tighter bonds with the, the girls on the team. Hey guys, I love that you guys made posters for Georgia Amor and Liz Kitley. I oh, thought that was yes. really cool a couple oh, yes. of games ago. I don't know if Hokie Nation knows that, but when we first moved here, um, you know, over a year and a half ago, we lived in an apartment complex in – just ironically, Liz and Georgia were our neighbors. They lived right above us. Wow. And so just in passing by, you know, Caslin, Lane wasn't born yet, so Caslin got to see Georgia and Liz, and they treated her like gold. They would drop candy off at our door, and they'd really make her feel special. And so that's kind of how I developed a, you know, I became, I started idolizing Georgia and Liz because I was just so like, oh, my God, these are the greatest role models, you know, and they're also so good at basketball. Um, And so I started. Started just really gravitating towards Georgia and Liz, and we've kind of kept that relationship, you know. And like Georgia just gave Kazlin a, you know, a hokey basketball hoop to put on her, her door in her room, and they look out for Kaz. It's like really the sweetest thing. Um, and so I can't say enough uh, about, you know, not only does Kazlin have the role models on my team, but to be able to go to a basketball game and feel like she intimately knows Georgia and Liz, um, who are literally two of the best basketball players in the entire country and two of the best people no too. Um, it's so special. And I just think that speaks to what this place is all about, you know, just high character um, individuals who really like who really take it to heart what it means to represent Hokie Nation and be a Hokie, you know. Um, so that's really so cool. cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, uh, and by the way, they've got a huge game next Thursday against your alma mater. Yeah. Duke right here at, uh, at Castle Coliseum. Yeah. Yep. So, I'm super excited for that. Uh, I could do this for another 30 minutes. I know how busy you are, especially on a game week. Coach, thank you so much. It is a treat to talk to you. I'm so fired up for the season. I can't wait to do more of these. And uh, I'm excited for Hokie fans just to get out. Like you said, you guys have been practicing against each other. Inner squads, it's here. It's finally here. And I'm so excited for you guys. Thanks so much. It's Paul. Always Uh, a pleasure. uh, Thanks so much for coming on. We'll step aside for a quick break. When we come uh, back, Coach Pete Demore joins us next on the Hokie Sports Insider Podcast. Locally owned and operated in Blacksburg since 2003, SignSpot is your home for all signage needs. If you're looking for event signage, banners, lighted signs, or your new Hokie Bird wall decal, SignSpot can provide it all at affordable prices. Visit SignSpot 
at S-I-G-N-B-U-R-G.com or give them a call at 540-961-7768. SignSpot, the official sign provider of Virginia Tech Athletics. Hokie Sports Insider podcast continues on from one great head coach and Coach Kristen Skyra, who just joined us earlier, to another great one. This is year five of having these fun conversations with the head coach of Virginia Tech softball, Pete Demore. Coach, it's great to see you. Year number five. Year number five. Here we go. I mean, does it feel like these five years have flown by for you? Man, I, I was introduced uh, last time I spoke somewhere that this is my 17th year of coaching. I was like, man, where does that go? And so it just feels like I got here yesterday. You know, five years just goes by so quick. Opening weekend is here. As our Hokie fans are listening to this on Thursday, the season begins tonight. Does it fly by every year, the off season? Does it feel like February gets here in just a snap of a finger? Well, I'm contradicting myself. Um, it felt like this fall and um, winter break, went by slower than usual for me. Uh, I don't know if it was just dad duty or, or what, but um, once we come back and we were back early January, it's been, I mean, we've been at it for four or five weeks now and it just goes by so quick. So uh, the next time I feel like we, we're going to talk, the season will be over. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it just, you get in a routine and um, things just feel like you're, you're, you know, you're just, uh, Moving and moving and moving. You just don't have time to think. And next time you know, it's uh, it's game time. So when Hokie fans watch this team this year, mm-hmm. we've talked about in the offseason, right? Obviously, Keeley, Mac, Darby no longer here. However, there's a ton of returners. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about the big senior class you have. Tell our listeners, what has it been like coaching this group both on and off the field so far? Well, there really hasn't been any um, letdown as far as leadership goes, and that's the one thing that we we, we thought about was, you're right, I mean, Mac Darby and Keeley are gone, and uh, those are the, the stalwarts of our program for since I've been here. And um, But we also have Bailey Bennett, Slaw, Chavez. I mean, those kids have been with me since I've been here. This is year five, so they know what's expected. Um, but it's been uh, – it's been running smooth. Um, I've had to kick kick the team in the butt a couple times just to um, keep them in li- keep them in line and, um, and show them who's boss. But um, they've been fine, and uh, that's the thing. When when you go for five weeks, it kind of gets monotonous, especially when you're inside so much. And um, we've been fortunate; we've been outside six or seven, eight, nine, ten times. So um, it's it, it's been um, it's been good so far. I'm gonna knock on wood. Yeah. No snow. <laughs> the weather's been fairly cooperative this winter. It has been, and in, in fact, we we practiced last night. And uh, I don't know in my five years we've ever had a, a, a winter practice, so to speak, um, during during January. And, um, you know, it was mid-upper 40s last night and uh, hit some balls, and uh, it's good to get under the lights. We saw this wonderful picture of you on your Twitter account of you holding the moon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take a guess who took that picture. <laughs> uh, I should know that. Uh, I'm going to go – I'll go Jamie Bailey. No, no, it was uh, Ritter. Yeah. Ah, hey, okay. look, there's the moon. <laughs> yeah. It's... What's that thing? Is it Paris? Is the building that tilts and you can yeah. act like you're Le- touching the, tower. T- the leaning yeah. tower? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's what it kind of reminded me of last night. So I, I think it's fair to say softball season that starts in February can go all the way till June. It is a marathon, mm-hmm. not a sprint. Mm-hmm. Gets going tonight. But what are some things for you and your coaching staff, the takeaways that you look for in an opening weekend of a season? Um. Uh, I hate to use the cliche, but you just get their feet wet, uh, get some at bats. Uh, let's see how the pitchers perform under the lights. I mean, we got a young pitching staff, um, two kids that never pitched a college game before, and so um, got some moving moving pieces on on defensively. Let's see how those kids react. Um, you know, the thing is, for me, I'm I'm trying to prepare for March, and so these next three weeks. Um, you know, can we find us a, a, a solid lineup when conference play starts? And that's not saying I'm, I'm, I don't go to lose anything, but there's a lot of moving pieces going on. Um, who can play here? What's the batting lineup going to be? Um, can this pit kid pitch against a rise ball hitter? Can she throw her change up in a two one count and stuff like that? And that's just um, things you can't really see when uh, when you inter squad a lot. Yeah, uh, let's. I want to talk a little bit more 
about the senior class for a minute. I've got everyone written down here, and correct me if I'm missing anybody, but from Jamie Bailey, Meredith Slaw, Kelsey Brown, Kelsey Bennett, Morgan Overitis, Grace Chavez, and then the addition of a grad transfer in uh, Shannon Hester. I believe that's everybody. Mm-hmm. What has this group meant to you over the last couple of years, seeing them go from underclassmen to now the, the leaders, really, of this program going into this season? Yeah, they uh... – to me, they're they're like the Mac Darby and Keeley class, and it's all one group to me. And um, you know, with the portal and all that stuff going on, they're stuck with us. And um, you know, they've been here and they've been really successful, and they've had uh, they've had success. And they're uh, and I don't know if it's the, the building blocks of our program, but um, you know, I'm just thankful they stuck it out. They always um, not it's not do what you say, <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not a tyrant, but, um, you know, they're receptive to coaching and, uh, they want to get better and they want to win. So, um, that's, that's kind of what we want to want to build our program around, you know, doing some research for this. I don't think we talked about in the off season, the addition of, uh, of Shannon Hester mm-hmm. and that's on me. And I think it's such a unique story, a Roanoke college mm-hmm. grad transfer from mm-hmm. right down the road. She had over 300 every year with Roanoke college. And she also pitched mm-hmm. in college. You, you don't see that jump D three to D one, let alone power five that often, can you tell us about that process and what it was like bringing her here and what stood out to you most about her? Yeah, I mean, Shannon Shannon emailed me when she went on the portal and uh, said she was coming to Tech regardless of uh, if she was playing softball or not. So a couple of coaches that I respect in the uh, in the state of Virginia told me she's a good player. And so we brought her in, and I, I met with her last summer. And um, awesome kid, just awesome. Do whatever the team needs. And um, I joke about it, but um, – her and Maya Luco are our MVPs the last five weeks because they can pitch and they've given our hitters a lot of live at bats and they're, they're good pitchers, you know? So our hitters are going in with 50, 60 at bats under their belt. And that's with our pitching too. But um, Maya and Shannon are just uh, strike throwers. They got change ups. I mean, and, and they don't complain. Um, they just accepted their role. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for, for both of them. Well, so much uh, depth coming back. We're just talking about it. And as we look at this team, I want to start in the outfield mm-hmm. going into this year because I feel like you've got a ton of pieces. Obviously, you bring back Brown. Overitis can play the outfield as well as Ritter. Mm-hmm. But I know you've got more options behind that. That feels like a really deep spot with the roster going into this season, the outfield depth. Yeah, that's the thing with uh, our live at-bats. I've, I've taken uh, – I mean, we're, we're charting them. And I think uh, one kid's hitting 430, the other kid's hitting 436, one's hitting 342, and one's hitting 347. Addie Green, you didn't mention her. so Apologies. Uh, no, 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 no. And, and that's the thing with, with Addie, can play anywhere. But um, there's just a lot of pieces in the outfield that uh, it's going to keep me up at night. And uh, But it's a good problem to have. Yeah, Addie Green could do a little bit infield and mm-hmm. outfield. Um but in, in you look at it, right? I remember doing this interview with you in the off season, and I totally forgot. We talk about Keeley, we talk about Mac. We, Darby's got to be in that same conversation, right? Sure. The impact they have, her impact in center field. Just how big was it over the last couple of years? How hard will it be to replace that production? Um, I, I never think of terms of how hard it is to replace. Um, she's gone. Um, so uh, you put Ritter in there, and she's as fast as anybody in the country. And so, um. I don't need Ritter to be Darby. I need it. I need Ritter to be Ritter, and and she can. And um, she made some really good plays in right field last year, and she's going to make them in center this year. So, um, yeah, but you can't understand or understate what Darby did last year. I mean, she's a, a lockdown center fielder, and um, you just hope that uh, the next person up does equally as good a job. And I think one of the best defensive plays of all of last year, mm-hmm. and I know Kelsey Brown makes one almost every game, but Ritter's catch where she literally met the padding. I believe mm-hmm. it was in the the regional final, I want to say, against Kentucky, yeah, I want to say. it was the game I got kicked out. I saw it. I uh, had a good view of it. <laughs> <laughs> they did have a good shot yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. I think she... I stood up and cheered on that one. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yep, that, that was definitely that one. Uh, so, again, ton of depth in the outfield, and then a ton of depth in the infield. I'm just going to give you a bunch of names, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's like a puzzle. You could put pieces in different spots from Peck, Bennett, Green, Slaw, Bailey, Fagan, tons of of options for you in the infield as well. Yeah, I mean, you got Castine and Thrunk. Um, those two kids can play, and then I think you said Addy, but Addy can play there, so infield depth is, is there too. Um, so you got a lot of, lot, of, lot of depth everywhere, which is a good good thing. You know, one person I want to highlight part of that class is uh, Meredith Slaw, because mm-hmm. I remember doing, I think two or three years ago, you talked about how 
she was she was someone who wasn't starting, mm-hmm. but she had such a great mindset right. of being able to come in and have that pinch hit whenever. And now mm-hmm. she's someone who had over 400 last right. season. The growth of Meredith Sloth from when you got here to now, how would you describe it? Yeah, I mean, it's just maturity. And um, and that's the thing. When you have depth like we've had the past couple of years, you got to wait your turn. And it can't be, um, well, coach doesn't like me because uh, I'm not playing. No, that's not it. I mean, I just – um, you got to see what works, and, and if you're going in a slump, be ready to play. And I remember last year she was ready at uh, at Longwood and just never came out. And so it takes a lot of um, fortitude to sit there when you're not playing and you know that you're good to wait your turn. And sometimes it comes and sometimes it doesn't. But um, yeah, her turn came and, uh, and, and she ran with it. And so, um, yeah, just maturity. And then uh, behind the plate, obviously, uh, it's great to have the person who uh, is being replaced still on staff, by the way, sure. the student assistant coach Mackenzie Lauder. We'll get to that in a second. But how has the competition been behind the plate going into the season? Um, well, our freshman Kylie Aldridge has looked really good back there. Um, defensively, uh, she's got a strong arm. and She throws 65, 66 overhand. From her knee, she pops a 1-6 you know, to second base. And so um, I told her yesterday that I'd, you and I've said this many times on our podcast, she could hit zero, but if she plays good defense, she's going to play. And uh, that's the thing with catching is catch the ball. <laughs> I don't need, uh, you know, balls to the backstop. I don't need, I mean, blocking is good, but when the ball hits your glove, catch it. Right. That's what the position's called. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she's done a good job back there. And um, one thing, one person that uh, is going to shock you, and, and I'm going to look at your face while I say this, is Kelsey Bennett's going to get behind the plate this year. Wow. Yeah, she's got good hands, good arm. Uh, she's done it in high school, and um, I just think that she's going to give a, give Kylie a spell. Um, Kylie can't catch every game, so those two uh, are in the running. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah. So Bennett, your, your eyebrows went up a little well, bit. Well, it's, it's amazing, <laughs> because, but I think it goes to show just Kelsey Bennett. Yeah. She'll do whatever it takes for this team to win. Yeah, and that's and – that's, I think the sign of a good team is, uh, Coach, where do you need me? Okay, what can help our team win? And if that's, uh, you know, kid came in this morning, I might not play, but I'm going to help you win on the bench. I mean, that's that's what you want to hear as a coach, you know. You don't want to hear, I mean, you're a jerk, you're not playing me, um, I'm, I'm better than so-and-so. No, help us win. Right. And so um, that's kind of where we are right now. And, um, you know, Bennett, Bennett came in and said, I can catch, and okay, let's try it. That's amazing. So she's played third, she's played short, and she'll see some time behind the plate yep. this year. Yep. That's really great. Uh, looking forward to seeing Kelsey Bennett behind the plate. It's such a great personality, too. I'm right, someone to have around for, what, four years now? Yeah. Just someone, you know. Yeah. Again. Don't, don't get caffeine in her. No. <laughs> or Chick-fil-A, right? Yeah. Isn't she? Uh, she she's, she's, she's okay with Chick-fil-A, but you get a cup of coffee in her, man. <laughs> she's a little bit too much. You know, I, I brought up Mac a second ago. Mm-hmm. How is Coach Mac doing? Awesome. Yeah, I mean, she's doing for coaching what she did for us as a player. I mean, smile and um, work hard and teach the girls what uh, what she learned and what she went through and just uh, just a leader is what she is. That's what, uh, that's what she's made of. So we're, we're happy she's around. I know there are a ton of Hokies. We're just talking about Ritter moving over to center that just absolutely love her game, right? Obviously a preseason All-American coming in. Such a great first two years. What, what is it about her specifically at the plate, her approach, her swing? What makes her such a dynamic bat? in this conference, let alone the country? Uh, she's got good mechanics, obviously, but that's not that's not everything. Um, extremely strong. She can get the barrel to the softball, and so she hits it hard the majority of the time. I think her pitch recognition is uh, elite. She does not swing at balls. Mm-hmm. Um, she can get the barrel. Like I said, she can get the barrel to the ball. Um, I think her big thing now, which is different than when she was a freshman, is – she doesn't let at bats bother her. Bad at bats don't bother her. She'll come in and she'll try to figure out why she did wrong and then what she did wrong and she'll try to do it better the next time. And that's the key for hitting. It's like if you go 0 for 1 and you look really bad the first at bat, so what? You know, Emma Grace will come in and be like, oh, what I do? And I, okay, let's try this. And she'll try it the next at bat. And if it works, it works. If not, I, all right, let's try something else. And so by the, the, the fourth or fifth at bat, she's, you know, the same mindset as her first at bat. So mind frame is, is just a, it's a big deal in, in, in offense. I'm, I'm going to go on a complete tangent. I just thought of it while I was talking to you and not to compare the two sports of baseball and softball, but I, I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, 
pitch recognition, mm-hmm. right, as a hitter, mm-hmm. softball compared to baseball, with that rise ball, right, mm-hmm. and how it can look coming out of a hand to where it finishes, it feels like it's tougher in softball because of that pitch and how that – and don't get me wrong, I know baseball players are going to say, well, I went on a slider. Or, I mean, I, I get it. Yeah. But a rise ball, that's got to be tough to see coming out of the hand, right, and to have that, that discipline, especially on that pitch. Yeah, it's uh, that's the hardest pitch to hit, um, especially the one that moves in the strike zone. Because you see rise balls and, and you see Jenny Finch throwing against pool holes. And baseball players don't see the high ball right. moving up a lot. So they're just not used to it. Um, but our kids, if they see the ball starting high, they know it's out of the strike zone. So they're not going to swing at it. The hardest one is is the rise of the knees. And so that one can freeze you or it could be a drop ball. So it's coming out of the same tunnel, so to speak. Um, but pitch recognition is something we hit very hard on. Um this this spring and um yeah I, I like how we're we're swinging at strikes and taking balls <laughs> it's easy as that don't don't complicate things you know those pitches the rise ball at the knee that sounds like coach gillis's wheelhouse right mm-hmm. that's his bread and butter yeah and low rise that's it <laughs> speaking of pitching let's transition and uh, obviously you guys have a great staff coming in. Mm-hmm. You talked about a couple of kids that are going to get their first experience today and over the weekend. But uh, got to start with uh, with Emma Lemley, right? How has her off season been, year one to year two, and just how excited are you for year two of Emma Lemley? Yeah, she's taking a leadership role, you know. Um, and like I said uh, about Mac Keeley and Darby, those kids are gone, so it's this team's team now. And uh, and Emma's. She's got a lot of experience down in the bullpen, you know, and so a lot of meaningful innings last year. But um, she's got a better changeup this year. She's got a better drop ball this year. Still throwing hard. Her foot's on the ground. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, there's sometimes when she comes out against our hitters and we can hit, uh, she just mows us. So, um yeah, I'm looking for a big year for, out of her. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and then I'm really excited about a couple of freshmen you brought in, uh, Peyton and Lindsay. I think yep. two players that could be really good. Peyton List and then Lindsay, I meant to ask you for Green or is it Grind? Grind. Lindsay Grind, yep. uh, two big-time recruits. How have they looked uh, in the offseason so far? Yeah, I mean, Lindsay's going to – I mean, she's neck and neck with their number two. Um, she's kind of has the same demeanor as, uh, as Emma, as she wants the ball and she wants to beat you. Um Spins the ball up, spins it down, good change up. But the thing about her, she just competes and she works and she wants to be good. And I, I, I'm not going to see any fear out of her. And that's the thing you don't want to see as a pitcher is like, oh, oh, I don't want to be out here. That's the worst thing you can see. And um, your, your team feel, feels it. The fans feel it. Um, but this kid doesn't have that. She's like, I'm going to run through a wall and I'm, I'm going to beat you. And if, if I don't beat you, I'm going to figure out a way to beat you. So I really liked her demeanor so far. And then, uh, you know, you, I want to go to the freshman we are just talking about for a second. And you mentioned uh, Thrunk a little bit earlier, yep. but I want to just give you a chance uh, to tell Hokie fans a little bit about this freshman class and what you've seen out of them and, and just what to expect overall as a class this year. Sure. I mean, the freshmen are talented. Um, you know, Thrunk is a really athletic shortstop, makes basic plays, has some power, uh, can run, just a, a good program player. She, does, she wants to do um, – for the team, it'll help us win. And so, uh, I mean, she's fit right in in the mold of the of the senior class. And so, uh, then you got um, Lindsay. Lindsay uh, is the same way. You know, what, what can we, what can we do to win? And Kylie's the same way. And so, those three, um, we got. Uh, I'm going to miss people. I'm, I'm sorry. If, yep. uh, but you got Trinity Martin in the outfield. She's swinging a good bat. Megan Fur, uh, she'll do whatever you need. She has good at bats. Um, you said Peyton, she can hit and pitch. Um, I think there's somebody else I'm missing, but um, yeah, I mean it's, it's a good it's a good class on the field, but off the field, it's uh, you know they fit in. Final one before story time with oh. Uncle Pete, which feels so great to say in 2023. <laughs> by the way, as we continue our fun segment here, uh, just uh, looking at the weekend, right? You mm-hmm. go down to Wilmington, mm-hmm. UNCW, East Carolina, Purdue, Fort Wayne. Thoughts on the competition here opening weekend? Well, I think it's stronger than what I thought we were going to uh, we were going to play. I think Wilmington's um, picked to win the conference, and every time you're picked to win a conference, you, you, you're a good team. Uh, East Carolina will be better than, than they were last year. They've got, um, I mean, Shane's been there a year too, so he'll do a good job. Don't know much about Port, Fort Wayne, um, but we're, we're not going to, we're not going to sleep on them. So we got to be ready to play, but that's the thing is we got to be ready to play against everybody. And that's the one, you know, 
one of, one of the aspects of our program that I'm trying to instill is, and, and we've done a good job with this. You don't take anybody off. Right. You can't, you know, anybody can beat you. And I heard that a long time ago is uh, the other team has scholarships too. So there's scholarship players trying to beat you. And so we're rolling in there as, uh, as Virginia tech and they're going to want to beat us. It's a, it's a big deal when people beat us. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll prepare and uh, we'll do as best as we can. Actually, one more before we get to our fun segment. Uh, it was announced today, something I'm excited about, mm. I know you're excited about, that Virginia Tech softball home games, all 23 mm. home games, are going to be broadcast over the Hokie Sports app, Varsity Network app, HokieSports.com. We've got a great, talented group of broadcast associates in the Sports Media Analytics program. They're going to call the games, and mm-hmm. you've met with those guys, and uh, I'm really excited about elevating the program in that way this spring yeah that's a it's a big deal for us uh just more exposure for the program and if you're if you're mowing the mowing the yard you can listen to our game you don't really have to tune in and, and watch uh, espn but uh it just speaks to where our program's going just um more more exposure is good for everybody yeah no doubt about it and speaking of this weekend by the way i don't believe it's televised but Great tweet updates are coming on Hokie <laughs> Softball from Bree Williams. Just want to put that out there. And I think Hokie Chip will be down there oh, as I'm well. Oh, I'm sure. So I uh, would tweet up. All right. Story time with Uncle Pete. Again, for those that don't know, why is this? Again, <laughs> it was year one. There was a picture in your office of you FaceTiming your niece, uh-huh. and you had the scruffy. And somehow our fun <laughs> segment is called Story Time with Uncle Pete. I love it. I don't want to change it. <laughs> okay. I mean, I just I love it. Yeah. Uh, I'm still it, an uncle, for, and, a, and for, now I'm a dad. Yes, you are an uncle and a dad. Yep. Um, but what's the age difference about your niece and Roe? What is that, like three or four years? I think Callie's going to be seven this year, and my son will be two. God, I cannot believe he's going to be two. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, we'll get to Rowan in a second. But how about this? Opening day, you know, it's such a big day with baseball, right? Like some people take off work. Mm-hmm. It's it's like a it's a it's a holiday almost for mm-hmm. sports. Do, do you get the I don't know if butterflies are the right word, but do you get that feeling of like, man, opening day, it's here. What a what a day to rejoice in when you step on the field for the first time. I get it. I get it. Game day. Um, there's a lot of anxiety to for me going into game day. So I don't feel excitement yet. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. It feels bad. I'm excited to play, but I always feel like we're. I need to prepare more, prepare my kids more, you know. And and so you go out there and you just hope that they're prepared. And then uh, you know, once the once the game starts, um, hay's in the barn, so to speak. There's there's nothing you can really right. do. Go out and play. So um, my thing is. We're going to have a good practice today. We'll get on the bus tomorrow, and um, you know, we'll see what happens. Is Arthur ready for year number two? <laughs> I think so. I think he is. He's uh, He hasn't he hasn't uh, texted me lately, so I think he's getting ready just like I am. You know, he's like a celebrity. He is. Everywhere he goes. I've seen him at men's basketball oh, yeah. games. I yeah. mean, it's, it's so exciting when yeah. you see Arthur. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he's, he's, he's awesome. Can't wait for that. All right, so I uh, was going through your tweets. That's what I always oh. like to do oh, for God. our fun segment. And I saw a quote. I guess uh, one of the players was asking you when Metallica was playing, what other songs do they have? Yeah. And uh, I think that you uh, showed them some other. What, what other Metallica songs do you like, Coach? Can you tell us a little bit about that story, too? Is that what it was? I mean, just pretty much. I mean, Virginia Tech is Enter Sandman, and everybody sings it, and everybody jumps, and everybody. And to me, like, when I was growing up, Metallica was one of the best bands ever. And I know, and if you want me to rattle off some songs, yeah, I haven't ahead, listened please. to them in a long time. I'm kind of out of that age group, but I can listen to them. Game day, I do. Oh, do you? <laughs> what is on the game day, Coach P? Oh, man, it, it, it's everything. It's 80s, 90s. Not a lot of country. Yeah, it's hard to get yeah, pumped up yeah. for country. Um, but, yeah, Metallica was, when I was playing, it was, you know, my ears probably suffered a lot playing Metallica. So, um, you know, it's just funny how these kids will jump and in, in enter Sandman and they don't know who's singing it. <laughs> and I'm like, man, it's one of the best bands ever. Ever. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just it's just funny. Trust and Believe, Pedats. Yeah. Popping it, obviously. I saw a magnet on a bumper sticker driving in today <laughs> to this interview. I did. Okay. It's great to Nationwide. see. Nationwide. Do we, do we have anything new started, any new saying with the team for 2023? <laughs> I don't know. Um, we've been saying fireballer a lot. Fireballer. So if, if pitch, pitcher's throwing hard, hey, it's fireballer. Yeah. So that, that's a good one. I like that yeah, a lot, actually. Yeah. And, and rabbits that run fast. And she's a rabbit. But uh, rabbits and fireballers. I got to tell you, so I didn't realize this until late last summer, but when I play – when I play cornhole, uh-huh. 
with my partner, if we're ever down, I will always say before I toss the bag, trust, trust. and believe. <laughs> and I didn't know where I got it from. Oh, my god! And then I was like, oh, my God, that's from trust Coach Demore. Yeah. It's softball. That's my favorite one. I, I love trust yeah. and believe. I'm glad I'm, uh, I'm making an impact on you, Evan. <laughs> you really are. And a lot of times I come back and win in court. I mean, I always typically go over 21, got to go back to 15. But if you trust and believe, you got a chance. Yeah, you got a chance. So, you, yeah, you down 9-1 to one in the seventh <laughs> inning with two outs. Trust and believe. I'm it serious. could happen. I might have to say that on the air this year for a game. Hey, the Hokies, if they're ever down, trust and believe here in this ninth inning. Seventh inning, excuse me. Uh, oh, I love it. Uh, how about this, uh, the, the Casio drill? Yeah. What is it? You tweeted about it. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Let, let me tell you what I'm trying to do this this uh, this spring. We uh, with all of our um, foundation money, not all of it, but uh, we've got a lot of uh, donors that have given us uh, the ability to buy a lot of pitching machines. Mm-hmm. And so we have set up um, seven machines going at one time. And the Casio drill was something where every machine was a little bit different, uh, different speeds, different lengths, whatever. And uh, just get on time. You know, you don't have you don't have a pitch to to see. It's not. I'm going to take one to see what they got. No, hit it. And so um, I said the Casio drill, and obviously I'm getting old because nobody knew what a Casio was. So <laughs> I didn't know either. To be fair, so that that's why. I, but I was I was intrigued by that. Yeah. I, yep. And then I got to talk daily art for yep. those that don't know. It's yep. the update on Coach Gillis. I feel feel like we haven't had as many as of. Yep. I feel like Coach has got to kind of get back going again with some great yeah, sayings, well, but. He did have one. Uh, you got him going about the top five pitchers yeah. of all time. Does mm-hmm. he? Does he have an argument on who his top five is? Yeah, but they're are? not anybody. Nobody. They're all men. Nobody's gonna know. They all throw know. fuzzballs. Uh, yeah, fuzzball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuzzball. Uh, I'm glad Coach is doing well. And then, uh, how about Coach Lewis? By the way, getting married uh, yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Congratulations to him. Yeah, he's doing a good. He's doing a good job. Um, you know, we're lucky to have him. But yeah, I, I don't know if married life has changed him or not. Um, yeah, I know he has to go grocery shopping a little bit more, and uh, right after practice, he did. But sorry, Maddie, that's, that's what it is. <laughs> I always love getting an update on this. Uh-huh. Hokies, as you listen today, Virginia Tech is on the road. They're going to be playing tonight. That is a schedule change. You can go to HokieSports.com, get informa- uh, more information on that update. And, uh, Coach, it's great to see you. Yeah. It's here. We don't like to talk too far in advance. Sure. I'm talking today before the game. But, yep. uh, happy opening day Thank to you, you, the staff. And uh, I know Hokie fans are fired up. When you guys get home to, uh, I believe, March 7th is the first game, too, a couple yep. of weeks away. So thanks, as always. Best of luck. You Go got get it. Them. Thank you. Head Coach Pete DeMore chatting it up with us. That's nearly 30 minutes with the head Hokey. We'll step aside. No, actually, we'll finish things up. My thanks to Coach DeMore, Coach Skyra for joining us earlier, Bree Williams for setting up this interview, as well as Will Copeland for Coach Skyra. I'm Evan Hughes. Thanks so long. Thanks so much for listening to Season 2, Episode 22 of the Hokey Sports Insider Podcast. You've been listening to the Hokie Sports Insider Podcast, presented by Phillips Real Estate. The proceeding has been a Learfield presentation of the Virginia Tech Sports Network.